welcome to episode 68 of Crack the Customer Code, where each week we interview fascinating people who help all of us become more customer-centric. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with my code-cracking co-host, Adam Toporek. Adam, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I'm great, and I'm really excited. We have a great interview to share with Annette Franz, who has so much to say about journey mapping and other topics. But before we get to that, I believe we have a special sponsor today. It is special. You've never had this sponsor before because it's my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, Real World Tips and Techniques for the Service Front Lines. Be Your Customer's Hero is a one-stop training guide for anyone who works with customers. It covers customer service from beginning to end, and you will learn some of my favorite tips and tricks for winning the mental game of service, for communicating in ways that set you up for success, and of course, for working with difficult customers. Get a copy for yourself or for your whole team or for the whole planet if you can afford it. Talking to you, Mark Cuban. <laughs> Bulk discounts are available. For more information, go to BeYourCustomersHero.com. That is BeYourCustomersHero.com. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to reach our specialized audience of customer service and customer experience leaders by being a show sponsor, we would love to have you do that. Go to CrackTheCustomerCode.com slash sponsor for full details. So Adam, we are talking to Annette, who we have known for a long time because we wanted to kind of crack the code, if you will, of customer journey mapping, because it's kind of a big deal right now. It's a buzzword. It's a business trend. I see a lot of blogs about it. And often I'm going to, I'm going to say it's not always done right. Well, and journey maps are very important for me because I'm a guy and I won't ask directions. So I have <laughs> to have a journey map. Very good point. Maybe that's why they're so hard to put together because in the beginning, <laughs> nobody asks directions and then suddenly you have your customers going all these different ways and nobody knows. <laughs> See, my stupid male humor actually had a broader an, an analogy point to it. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, I mean, it's becoming something that people are very interested in and, you know, I talk a lot about how people get really excited about the outcome and not the process and I'm a nerd about the process. I love journey mapping because it's the process where the magic is. And I think that's one of the things we kind of talk about with Annette. Um, and Well, I think, it's, Jeannie, it's, it's important to recognize that when you're journey mapping, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Wow. So many profound statements I'm in this say. intro. <laughs> <laughs> we need some fortune cookies up in here. <laughs> Uh, but Annette's a leader in our space, and I'm really excited to share this because I think for those of you who are tackling this, I think there's a lot of great info in here. For those of you who maybe are less familiar with journey mapping, it gets a little bit into the weeds a little bit, but I think that's a good thing. I think you can see how complex it can be and how important it is to simplify the process. Yeah, because Annette's one of those people who's like, you know, they always do that quote. I think I said this on an earlier podcast. You know, she's forgotten more about journey mapping than a lot of people ever have. <laughs> that's very, very true. Yeah, so well she, re she really knows this stuff inside and out. So I think that's great. And it was really interesting. And I learned a lot. So why don't we uh, get to our interview with Annette? Excellent. Annette Franz blogs at CX Journey, where she shares her passion for helping companies understand the importance of the employee experience and its role in delivering exceptional customer experience, as well as how to transform their cultures to ensure the customer is at the center of every conversation. She was rec 
recently recognized as one of the top 100 most influential tech women on Twitter by Business Insider and has been recognized by several organizations as a top influencer in customer experience. She is an active CXPA member as a CX expert, CX mentor, and Southern California local networking team lead. She also serves on the board of directors. So we are thrilled to have her here. Hey, Annette, how are you? Hey, Adam, I'm good. How are you? Wunderbar. Awesome. We got We're so happy here. to have you yes. here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to finally chat with you guys. All right, well, we are going to jump right in because uh, the three of us have all been talking for years, and I know you have a wonderful, very purposecious, that's our SAT word of the day, people, <laughs> lens on journey mapping. So, and what, one of the things you've talked about before is that, you know, customer experience happens in baby steps. So can you elaborate on that idea? It does happen in baby steps, right? I mean, this it's I actually just had this conversation with somebody earlier this week where, you know, we were talking about how long it takes for transformations to happen and and all of that. And you know, it it can take 18 to 24 months before a company can realize the end results of all the work that they've done. But before even doing all that work, there are steps that need to be taken just to really understand the customer and understand the experience that they're having. So, I think that's a huge part of the baby steps. And I know a lot of people are always shocked to hear how long transformation can really yes. take. <laughs> and so having those baby steps, they actually can help with some quick wins and momentum and everything else. Have you seen that as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The baby steps are, you know, like I said, understanding the customer and their experience. And so we've seen, you know, quick wins through, you know, listening to customers through surveys or the many other channels that you can listen to customers and then taking that feedback and turning it into that quick win, making making an improvement where we can instantaneously or, or much qu more quickly see um, outcomes um, mm -hmm. than 18 to 24 months down the road. So absolutely. Cool. And, you know, I think a lot of people hear customer journey map and they still think of those images of everybody in a really fun conference room with like white paper on the walls and lots of colorful sticky notes all over it. And while that might be a perfectly appropriate part of the process, um, I'm just curious, how do you describe, define and describe customer journey mapping? Well, you know, that's a that's actually still a very valid and viable way of, of doing journey mapping, but I think there's so much more to it than that, just because a lot of times when you use that paper and, you know, post-it notes on a wall and you've got everybody in the room, which is, which is awesome, it, it ends up just staying there, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> that's a problem. Of, yes, it is a problem. It's definitely one of the pitfalls or one of the bad things that happen as a result of journey mapping and why it gets such a bad rap sometimes because I've, I've read many times that, oh, journey mapping is just useless and, mm -hmm. and you know, therein lies the problem, right? You're, you've got all these people in a room, they're, they're, they've got their great ideas, they've got their steps, they've outlined it all, and, and then it stays on the wall. And, and then they don't adhere to a lot of the really basic principles of journey mapping that are actually going to turn that into that transformation, those baby steps that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So, Well, what are some of those principles? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, you know, so let's take the scenario from what you just said. People are in the room and they're, you know, building this map on the wall with post-it notes. Um, and there it stays. That's a big problem. So a couple things need to happen after they um, after they build that map on the wall. And, and by the way, as they're building that map on the wall, there's a big thing that's happening in that room too. There's that collaboration that's happening. You've got to have the cross-functional folks in the room 
you know, building this assumptive map um, and the importance of having those that, those cross-functional teams in there is that collaboration and that breaking down of the silos because they know that, you know, they start to see that, hey, just because a customer is calling customer support for help doesn't mean that the call center or the customer support team is the only one involved in that interaction, right? So, right. so there's really something magical happening when there's that collaboration happening. Um, the other thing that has to happen is we have to definitely bring in the customer viewpoint. If we don't bring in the customer viewpoint, the customer data, the customer feedback, the customer's perspective and validate what we've just, you know, put up on the wall, so to speak, um, then the map's not going to go very far either. It's the, the maps mm-hmm. are going to be useless as well because we're building it from our own internal perspective or we're creating it from our own internal perspective and we're perpetuating that inside out thinking, which we're actually trying to, uh, again, break down with these maps. Um, the maps need to be shared, you know, they can't stay, <laughs> you know, they can't stay in that room on the wall. If, if they do, then nothing is ever going to happen as a result of that. So, you know, they need to be shared. They need to be shared with employees so that they can uh, help, you know, the maps will help them understand the experience that the customers are going through, help them understand where things are breaking down, wh- where they impact the customer experience. Um, so it needs to be shared. Uh, it needs to be brought to life um, and, mm-hmm. and by brought to life, I mean, not only do we want to bring in the customer feedback and the customer's perspective, but we want to bring in other artifacts too. So when we when we create these maps, we want to, you know, let's say we're going through the customer support experience. Let's let's carry that theme through. We want to bring in, you know, maybe images of the website where somebody submitted a support request, or we, want, we might want to bring in call recordings so that we can really just bring that map to life and help people. Um, bring them a little bit closer to um, the experience that the customer is having. So, mm-hmm. so those are a lot of the sort of basic, basic principles. Um, the other thing too is that they really need to be updated. So as you're, you know, doing all these great things and following all these rules and and making improvements as a result of of all of that, once you improve the experience, you need to update the journey so it always reflects what the current experience is, um, because that's just it's you know going to be an evolving, evolving um, journey and in terms of maintaining what you've currently done and how the experience currently is. And when you've got emerging and, and evolving expectations from your customers, that experience is going to have to evolve over time as well. So the maps just need to be updated as that happens. You can't see me, but I'm doing a little happy dance and saying, <laughs> amen. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't see, see her and she is dancing. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> Someday. Someday, yes. So let me ask you about a question on detail. And one, okay. one of the things that I find can be res- a resistance point with journey mapping, or maybe you know, that you talked about, they sort of fall into disuse, is finding that balance between how detailed do you go, how, how top line and how specific is the journey map. And I think I did a blog post a while back where I did like an example of if a gumball machine jams and you ended up with like seven or eight steps if you really mapped it out. Yep. You know, and so you talk about some really complicated you know, business transaction. So how do you find that balance between how much detail to go in, making sure nothing's missed and making sure you do just you get the core of the experience and of the journey? Yeah, I, that's a that's a good question. And that stumps a lot of people. And I think that that gets people 
it, it, you know, paralyzes them because they're like, oh my gosh, do I need to track all thousand steps or whatever it is, you know, because there are some complex journeys. I think what you need to do that's really critical is define your scope to start with. So there's two, two different things that you want to look at. Who's the customer? Because different customers, different customer types are going to have different journeys or have different experiences. So you need to narrow it down and focus on, you know, who's the customer? What persona are we going to map? And then the second part of it is defining what the start and the end point are so that we don't start going off into all these different branches and directions, right? So we focus on a particular, you know, from point A to point B, what are the steps that happen and and focus on that. Now, I'm the kind of person who opts for errors on the side of more detail than less because the more we know, the more we understand, the better we understand and the better we're able to fix something, right? And we don't miss anything. But I think that's the key to that is to really make sure that you'd say, here's where we start, here's where we stop and just focus focus on that so that it doesn't become too overwhelming. That's great. That's a great answer. And I think that there is so much around the product sometimes <laughs> of what this is instead of right. the process. Right. And the process can really be so enlightening no matter where you start and no matter what you include. And that's what I always get really excited about. But I think a lot of times we tend to get really excited about the deliverable and the graphics around it. And those aren't really the tools. The tools are kind of underneath all of that. So I love, I love what you're saying about that. And, you know, because we know people are intimidated by this and some companies and some organizations really do have very complex journeys and complex yep. customer structures and everything else. What do you think is one thing any organization could do if they said, you know, we should do journey mapping, what's one thing they could do without maybe doing a whole, the whole kit and caboodle if they're not quite ready for that? So I would say, you know, because there are a bunch of different frameworks that you can use for journey mapping, right? And they can they can um, range anywhere from make sure you have what the customer is doing, thinking, feeling, and then, you know, what's happening in the front stage and the backstage and, and who owns it and, you know, all these different, you know, emotions and expectations and this and that. I think the, the key is to, um, at the very minimum, include what the customer is doing. Sit down and, you know, just say, here's what the customer is doing at the at the at the next level, if you think you can just do that, and, say, and going back to my example of a you know calling for customer support, if you can just sit down and say, here are the steps that the customer takes. Great, you are off to a great start. If you can start to add into that, maybe what the customer is also thinking and and feeling at the same time, that's awesome. But I think the very basic is just take those steps. Here's what the you will learn so much just by sitting down and saying, here's what the customer is doing. And I've done that in workshops before too, because it starts to get so overwhelming that I go, okay, let's just scale it back a little bit and let's just figure out what are the steps that the customer has to take to do what you're what you're asking us to map here today. So mm -hmm. so just what the customer is doing. That's probably the most basic and you'll still learn so much. Yep. Well, this Agreed. has been great, very insightful. And I was wondering, because we're speaking about the Cliff Notes version, is there a way to just sort of put Google Maps on your organization and let it do it? <laughs> is that, does that work? I, I haven't tried it before. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that yeah, be totally. totally. <laughs> Bunch of people out of jobs, actually. Not great. Yeah, for sure. The street view. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> street view. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, Annette, thank you so much. This has been awesome. We really appreciate it and very illuminating. I know you are a journey mapping guru, so thank you so much for spending time and uh, sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Absolutely. Thanks, Anna. And how can people find you if they want to reach out? 
Um, that's a great question. Thanks for asking, Jeannie. Um, you can find me at my website, which is www.cx-journey.com or on Twitter uh, at Annette Franz or at CX Journey. Those are probably the two best ways to find me. Cool. Well, that's how I found you, I think. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we found each other long before that, though. I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so, <laughs> well, it's always great to talk to you. And I know you Likewise. are you know, always digging into this stuff, which I really appreciate and blogging and all of those things. So you're a great resource for a lot of people. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, right. Annette. Have, Take care. Have a great one. We hope you enjoyed episode 68 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this and all of our episodes at crackthecustomercode.com. And don't forget to subscribe and send us feedback because as you know, Jeannie likes feedback. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com and learn more about how to understand all of your customer touch points at 360connects.com. And I'm not Jeannie Walters. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training and my book, Be Your Customer's Hero at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.